Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Wednesday, January 13th. The first thing you need to know is that James Harden wants out of Houston. Oh, you already knew that? Well, now James Harden really wants out of Houston, and he's not just showing it with his play, which has been the case this season, but he's essentially saying it in post-game press conferences. After the second loss in a row to the Los Angeles Lakers, consecutive losses here where they got smashed, the Rockets did. They lost by 17, but they were down by 21 in the first quarter. It was over. Usually when teams play twice, the team that lost the first game fights back. Uh Uh-uh. His play has been lackluster. But in the post-game press conference, he answered two questions, and then he walked right off. First answer was essentially, we're not good enough. Nah, we're not good enough. His second answer, quote, I love this city. I literally have done everything that I can. I mean, this situation is crazy. It's something that I don't think can be fixed. And he walked off. And that's essentially what he's doing to the Houston Rockets. It's kind of like the Anthony Davis situation a couple of years ago in New Orleans where Anthony Davis was half-heartedly playing. It was very, very evident. It was very awkward to watch it for Pelicans fans and the entire league. It became an issue in the commissioner's office. Eventually, Anthony Davis sat down. He wore that That's All Folks sweater. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Harden wants to be dealt now. And it's not good for the locker room there in Houston where new Rocket John Wall has to answer questions. And is basically saying, yeah, that guy doesn't want to be here. He said, quote, after the game. But when you have certain guys in the mix that don't want to buy in all is one, it's going to be hard to do anything special or anything good as a basketball team. Well, there is one really, really, really good player on that team, and it's James Harden, but he does not want to be there anymore. It's evident after his first three games this season, it was a showcase. He scored 37 per game in those first three games. He sat down for one game and basically said, all right, I've shown that I'm good. I've got the track record. He's averaged 17 over his last five. I really hope the league doesn't have to intervene, but James Harden was hoping himself that he was walking from that press conference onto a plane, and on his way to another team. That's sure what it felt like watching that press conference. The guys talked extensively about trading James Harden in Tuesday's full-length No Dunks episode, but do I have the match for you? Let's go to Philadelphia, where it's been a week of unrest, tumult, if you will. Last Thursday, they go into Brooklyn. They've got the best record in the NBA. They're at 7-1. and one. Seth Curry is out with an injury. He's sitting on the bench. First quarter, somebody comes to him and says, huh, Seth, uh, something wrong with your test. Can you come to the back? Since then, straight downhill. They lose that game to a very shorthanded Brooklyn Nets. They're 7-2. Denver Nuggets on Saturday, they basically gave that game away because they didn't have enough guys. Couldn't win that one, 7-3. A very uninspired loss against the Atlanta Hawks on Monday. Now they're at 7-4. and four. And then it sure looked like they were going to 7-5, and five, losing their fourth straight game 
against the Miami Heat, who didn't have their two all-stars in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But Joel Embiid of the Sixers said, uh-uh, I ain't losing this game. You could tell in the third quarter, he was stone-faced. I'm winning this thing. He had 20 in the third quarter. It was phenomenal to watch Joel Embiid do everything, to watch this massive, massive man and the footwork and the skill set that he has. Doc Rivers, their head coach, said after the game, we have a play called delay that we're practicing uh, where Embiid got the ball in the middle of the floor, and that was our savior. Yeah, Embiid was essentially the point guard, uh, the, the shooting guard, the small forward, the power forward in the center. He was the entire team. This game did go to overtime. Uh, Tyler Hero looked like he was going to win it for the Heat. He had eight points in OT, 34 overall. But Embiid had 11 in the period himself, winning that thing for the Sixers. couple notes for the Sixers. Danny Green shot 21 threes. 21 threes. He had 25 shots overall. Ridiculous. There are shots to be taken because Ben Simmons only shot twice in this game. It was an uninspired game for Ben Simmons. And that brings me to a possible trade. Coming into this season, Daryl Morey, new front office exec coming from Houston, wanted to see what Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid could do on the floor together. He tried to optimize it. Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, Shake Milton around them as shooters. Totally makes sense. Started very well. Although there wasn't a marquee win in their seven to one, seven and one run to start this season. It looked great. That being said, I wonder if you try and pluck Harden for Ben Simmons here in this situation, because Ben Simmons is playing the good soldier. He he is doing everything he is asked to do. He's shooting less because he's off the ball. He he's sort of become a you know, a, a glorified defender, uh, a plus, you know, sometimes ball handler and setting guys up and the, the numbers are there. And that's why I drafted him second round in my fantasy team. But isn't the team better if James Harden is ready to play in Philadelphia? And if it does resemble a bit of the Anthony Davis situation going from New Orleans to Los Angeles, where he is happy and balling, then you've got a better combination in Harden plus Embiid. Now, Harden's way older than Anthony Davis was when he was traded. Anthony Davis was 26. Harden is 31. But I think Harden is fine being the 1A or the number 2, the way that Anthony Davis is in Los Angeles. Harden likes the pass in the postseason, although it would be different uh, with him and Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid, in the end, would be happy to have a guy who shoots from the outside. And uh, I, I think they're just... They're like-minded fellas. You know, they go hard off the floor. They go hard on the floor. They like to have fun is all I'm saying. And I'm sure Ben Simmons would love to have a team that's designed for him. Just like Joel Embiid, he needs the lane open with shooters around him. Could happen in Houston, sort of like what they did for Russell Westbrook. I didn't love this trade before, but I've come around on it. Done. Simmons for Harden. One more duo that was supposed to take the league by storm that I want to talk about here. The Brooklyn Nets. They took on the Denver Nuggets without Kyrie Irving on Tuesday. Kyrie has missed four consecutive games due to personal reasons. But drama video surfaced of him at his sister's birthday party this week. A supposed video. Let's get that straight. The Nets are investigating if he broke protocol. They're checking the video. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, if Irving has to quarantine and miss games because of this party, he could be forfeiting $410,000 for each game. And apparently Irving is not expected the rest of the week in Brooklyn. 
That's a very, very confusing situation. I'm not smart enough to understand it, but I am smart enough to know that Kevin Durant is very good at basketball and he won this game against the Denver Nuggets. He had 34 points, none more impressive than 30 seconds left to seal it. Somebody came to set a pick for him. He said, get out of here. Isolation, bang, big shot, winning the game for the Brooklyn Nets who are now 6-6. and They had lost two in a row, and that's why Brooklyn Nets head coach Steve Nash said after the game, we needed this win for our soul. Uh, The Nuggets defense continues to struggle. They have notoriously bad third quarters. They're up 18 in this game and gave it all back. They've got a bottom five defense. They sit at five and six. A lot of teams up and down this season here in the NBA. One more game to talk about. The seven and four Pacers. Woo, they won in Golden State. They're sitting at seven and four pretty in the Eastern Conference. They took Steph Curry out of the equation as much as they possibly could. New Pacers head coach, Nate Bjorkren. He was on Nick Nurse's staff when they won the championship in Toronto. It's exactly what they did to the Golden State Warriors. Curry still got 20. But are they a contender? Do they have enough around Steph Curry? Well, we're going to talk about that on our Beach Steppin' podcast. It was close down the stretch in this one. Miles Turner hit a three with three minutes left. Miles Turner balling for the Pacers. He had 22 in this one with five blocks. He leads the league with 4.1 blocks per game. Hello. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had five blocks for the Warriors himself. Wow. He's averaging 1.8 per game this season. They're pushing him to play the defense. That would be a career high for him. They're pushing him in that role. Yeah, he's overpaid, but hey, it's not his fault somebody paid him. Wrapping up Tuesday night in the NBA, the Jazz beat the Cavs by 30. The Spurs beat OKC by double digits. And the Boston Celtics had their third consecutive game postponed because they didn't have enough players due to contact tracing and positive COVID-19 cases. That's three in a row for the Celtics. And remember, those games will be made up later on in the season. It's kind of built into the calendar. At least that's the plan. Looking forward, the Jazz Wizards game was also postponed. That game was supposed to take place Wednesday night, tonight. But Washington, in a similar situation to the Celtics, they didn't have enough players. Those two games are the fifth and sixth games postponed this season. In a league meeting on December 30th, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver warned that January would be the worst month, according to the Athletic Shamsharanya. Silver said, we are optimistic about improvements in February after we get through the darkest days. And here we are in the NBA's darkest days. There's been an increased number of positive COVID cases, plus the spike in players forced to quarantine. And the league is introducing tougher protocols because of that. Essentially, they're saying stay home for two weeks as much as you possibly can if you're on the road. Stay in your hotel room for two weeks. No guests in your hotel rooms. New bench rules are being applied and new therapy session restrictions are being applied. There's a bunch of rules that the NBA is trying to crack down here uh, with. This is a reset for the NBA as they look forward Two better days ahead, hopefully, as we all are. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. Make sure you check the full-length No Dunks episode from Wednesday, as well as our mailbag, Beach Step and Pod. I'll see you tomorrow.